Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Loud Ones Podcast. I am your lovely host, Nas B, and in front of me is my beautiful co-host, Danny B. Hey guys, I know you guys missed us because we missed you mm-hmm. and it's been two weeks so we had to take a break. So, you know, we wanted to come yes. back with some fresh content and some new shit for you guys. So I'm so excited to be back here. I had a crazy, crazy holiday. What did you do in two weeks, Danny? Um, as you can tell, nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you enjoy uh, I did, the Yes, I spent a lot of time with my family. Uh, my mom came down and, you know, we spent some time and... I had a really good holiday. It was more like just... And you went out to that party. Yeah, I went to Chic. Um, and I just kind of refreshed. Like, that was basically the only yeah. partying I had really done during that whole time. Because I just was like, I need to just relax, get my mind right, you know. What did you do for New Year's? That was that was for New Year's, right? Yeah, it was New Year's Day. Um, I went back to New York while I came back home yeah, for, yeah. Um, for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Um, and just kind of brought it in with my family. And then, um, the next day, you know, me and my cousins got all dolled up and went yeah. to chic. Oh, so um, that was nice. My, yeah, was my, time. my holiday, what the fuck did I do? Um, I spent Christmas at my mom's house, which was not originally what I planned. Cause I wanted to bring it in the first year at my house, but I did it at my mom's house. We had fun. We had a good night. <laughs> I also got a little cold. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, oh my shit. God. No, <laughs> Do you remember attacks. that episode when I kept Not sneezing? these attacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, guys. Like, this weather got me fucked up. It's 70 degrees, like, uh, excuse me, yesterday, today. And then I just, my the weather's been all fucked up. <laughs> okay, that's my last one. I hope so. Anyway, sorry, guys. So sorry for sneezing. Um, what else did I do? Uh, the fucking New Year's. I didn't do shit, and I don't know. I feel like every year I, I didn't do anything. I wasn't feeling well. I had my son, me and David, my husband. We went to sleep actually before the fucking a ball. We haven't watched the ball dropping years, so I don't even know. We woke up and it was like twenty twenty, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. But I mean, we chilled. Like we had fun. We went out. We visited family. We've been in in and out of New York. Um, but yeah, that that was pretty much it. And it was pretty chill. No, I mean, oh, and I actually reconnected with some old friends, which is which which is, has been pretty dope over the holiday. Like I actually reconnected with some friends. We hashed out some things, and um, that's been uh probably the light of the end of the year. Cause that's I'm like good. so that that so I I entered the new year with a a a lighter heart. I would say that so pretty good. Um, that's good. So. Uh, in this week's episode, guys, we wanted to talk about the where we wanted, where we thought we would be at thirty or approaching thirty, where we are, and we also going to get into some things about other people who are thirty and older that need to hang it the fuck up. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. Did when I think about last week's that well, not last week's, but how we ended first seasons. Um. How we ended the first season, we talked about a lot of the things that happened throughout the year. There's a lot of fucking people who are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s that do not act of age. So we're definitely going to get to to that, but I want us to just talk about 
where we thought we would be because now that I think a lot of my friends, when I catch up with them now, it's like the year 2020 and what I have to get done because no one wants to approach 30 or be 30 and don't have shit to their name or, you know. Right. And and it sucks because we have all those memes on like social media, like married before 30 and have a kid and a house and a good credit and blah, 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 and all that bullshit. And unfortunately, as you get older, you're learning that that shit is it's slim sometimes. So. It really is. Um, not only are, do we want to cover some of the things that we want, we thought that we would accomplish and things that we want to accomplish before 30 is things that I feel like we should just do in our 20s. Like things that should just yeah. kind of like be done in our 20s. And then if it carries over to 30, it's not bad. But, you know, like, you know, be mindful of some of the things that you're carrying into your, I guess, what, third decade, like, you know, of life. Like, you know. Well, I, I agree with that. I also want to... um add a caveat to that there's people who start late in life that's true so uh, we're gonna we're gonna exclude you guys from that um statement danny made only because there's some people who really just start late in life and i I can't blame you but for the genuine the the general population uh i agree with danny yeah Yeah. not not necessarily like there's things that you shouldn't be doing when you're 30 but it's just like i feel like at 30 like so let's get into it. Okay. So some of the things I felt like um, we should accomplish before we were 30 was like, you know, um, <clears throat> like doing all of that stupid shit that we do. Getting drunk, falling out, doing all these fucking stupid ass <laughs> drugs and shit like that. Like just doing immature stuff as in like being careless with their time. Yeah. Being careless. Like, and I really think that at in, in 20s, you should really date date when i say date, date, date i mean date. date date like i mean like but you don't think in your 30s you should slow down you i think in your 30s you should be looking for something a little bit more serious um yeah because you know again we get the older we get is mm-hmm. the more our body dies my grandfather told me that he said once you reach 50 you start dying and i'm like what <laughs> i'm like that- grandpa you're bugging but he's like he's like every day you get older is every day. But th- I feel like that's mad daunting to say. It like, is daunting. When he said it like, to me. Dun, 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 dun. When he said um, it to me, I was like, oh, damn. He was like, listen, after I reached 50, I knew I was starting to die. So I, I was think happy that with that. Don't even fucking try to experiment with drugs in your 20s because, honestly, we lost a lot of people last year in, in, in their 20s. And the drugs that these niggas is on, I'm not saying they weren't out back then, but chemically, the mixtures and the concoctions these niggas is doing now. Yeah, they tripping. They, tripping. they fucking wild. Like, I would say you know, if you, you want to be high blunt. all day, you know, you want to smoke a blunt or whatever the case is. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, exper- I experienced weed uh for one whole summer i forgot how fucking long ago that was but maybe like 2015 ish yeah and that was a fucking wild summer and after that i learned weed is just not my vibe i i, I felt like weed i was is not bad i just feel like like i'm not saying weed is bad you know there's some people work high I, I don't think i could do that like there are no people who do that who go to work high okay. i'm like yo damn no how? i, I can't I function <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people go to work high, especially now with the vape pens and shit. They just yeah. get high, like, and you wouldn't even fucking know it on the job. But um, now my experiment, when I experimented with uh, a weed, like heavily, I want to say heavily, but um, my husband and I, we, when we were just dating and I used to get on him about smoking and I was like, you know what? Let me not be one of these clowns. Let me not knock it till I try it. 
And he had all kinds of shit coming from California at the time. And I had Blue Dream. I had a bunch of things. And let me tell you something. I remember I walked in front of a car like I was a fucking superhero, like I was invisible. And I remember just sleeping. What kind of way was this It was called Blue Dream. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I did Blue Dream. I did Chocolate. It was a few different, like, things that I've tried. And I and then I used to go to sleep feeling like my lungs was going to cave in because I'm asthmatic. So it just didn't agree You're with me. you trying it, though. You tried I, it. I, no, and I tell people I'm not just, like, your, as, you know, asthmatic, like, oh, if I run too fast. Like, I'm asthmatic my inhaler is on me at all fucking times you know you spray something i might have an asthma attack so it, it was i i was like i'm not playing with my life like that i mean the, i mean you was playing <laughs> yeah i was playing and i'm not gonna lie it's not that the after that summer i just don't fucking do it um what i have done has been edibles time to time it's not frequent i think the last time i did edibles was 20 uh right before i had my son Right before I got pregnant with my son, like literally a few weeks before I got pregnant with my son, I was on edible. I tried edibles at my cousin's house, and um, that shit tripped me out. It shit hit me right on the highway, and my husband was like fucking high as a fucking kite and drunk, and that Yo. shit <laughs> hit me when I was on like this windy ass road, yeah. and I was like, oh shit! And then it made. Let me tell you, this is how I know I was high. I was listening to G Herbo. I don't know. I don't fucking listen to this nigga. I was, yo, I was listening to shy. I was listening to mad Chicago niggas. I was on some shit. That's why I was like, yo, weed is just not for me. So yes, guys, experiment with that shit. But I mean, be, yeah. Be mindful with your in- experimentation. Like, you know, I don't know if you should be. There's certain things that I feel like, you know, you could try it out. All right. Pop one. Drinking. Drop, listen. All right. You want to try a Molly? Try it once. Okay. Not every day. You, have bitch. you tried Molly before? Um, I think it was fake. It's <laughs> Miss Danny. <laughs> we was in college. I was in college and me my friends had like kind of like we took one and then we kind of put one in a blunt and it didn't feel like anything. We just Wait, felt why like, would you put a Molly in a blunt, Danny? We was we were like maybe like 20. Like, well, who the fuck? <laughs> we were in college and we were staying in the house. Like Yo, it wasn't like we were going outside. What the fuck? Like who we, told you? <laughs> it was like Cinco de Mayo or something like that. And we were just having a little house gathering. My friend was like, "Yo, let's try it." And I was Shit. like, "All right, fuck it." And then something. we just did it, and it didn't feel like it tastes like it. It felt like we had just smoked. Like it didn't smell. Yeah. It didn't feel like anything. So I think it was fake. But. Um, fake molly wow i, I think it was fake it. because we didn't feel anything we were all like yo y'all feeling like nah we don't feel it yeah. so um yeah we tried molly but i'm just saying like have you tried anything else um weed yeah weed is well, i know you danny but yeah yeah um but my 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 concoction and i'm gonna say concoction throughout my 20s i've tried weed in different formats um, I'm not a. Tr- I'm not a try. Well, weed tried in different-, in different forms. Like I've done the brownies, the little candies. I can't. Let uh, me t- the blunts. <laughs> Let me tell you about this story with the edibles. <laughs> me and <laughs> I don't want to reveal his identity because <laughs> me and someone was going on vacation and um, <laughs> he had gone out for his birthday and he brought back edibles for us to try. Uh huh. So. We try the edibles. I say, I'm going to try half, right? (laughs) My mom drops us to the airport. We're going on vacation. So my mom drops us to the airport. I I eat 
a quarter of mine. And then I go back and I try to take a bite. And I said, nah, don't take another bite because you're going to be smacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his stupid ass going to eat the whole shit. Oh, shit. Nah, you don't do that. Yo, <laughs> when we get in the car, I'm already tripping. I'm high as hell in the car. <laughs> this is like 15 minutes after the first edible. <laughs> so we sitting in the elevator, right? I'm tra- I walk away from him to go charge my phone because yeah, my phone yeah, yeah. is dying. He called me like, come over here. I feel like I'm dying. I'm di- I come uh-uh. over there. This nigga is slumped out on the chair. Uh-uh. Dr- like, I was just like, what the fuck? I said, I told your ass not to eat the edible. Yo, this nigga was smacked the whole entire day. I think even into the next day because he took the yeah. whole edible. I was like, I, that's why I don't like edibles. I, it's I, like a I've whole tried, body high and it lasts I, a long time. I tried that. I mean, liquor. One drink that I tried, which I think they pulled. I tried Four Loko when it first came out. I've never tried no okay. fucking Four Loko. Oh, wait, guys. Before y'all sit here and cut my ass and come at me crazy, understand this. Let me tell you how this happened. So, I'm chilling at my house, and my homeboy hit me up like, yo, Nas, come through. I'm like... All right, what y'all about to get into? He's like, nah, like, yo, we was at the deli and this drink, you know, they cheap sometimes. He was like, yo, we copped this drink. This shit lit. <laughs> and he was like, yo, we gonna, he's when like, you had hold on, this hold on. shit lit, you hold know. Hold on, hold on. He, he, like, he, he like, yo, we gonna be there soon. These niggas was on, like, you know that, I don't want to give away the street because then y'all niggas gonna know what neighborhood my mother is in, but it was on Merrick where the two delis be facing each other used to face each other, right? And it's right across from, like, they have a barbershop. They have mad shit. Anyways, they Is was it on, on the corner of the gas station? The, yeah. Oh, okay. They wasn't that far from my mother's crib. These uh, niggas got to me a half an hour later. This is how fucked Yeah, because you live on this block. Yeah, and I, yeah. I know exactly what so, you're talking about. a half an hour later, these niggas come through like zombies. So they like, yo, sis, you got to try it. So... I'm sitting here like, nah, I'm good. And then he's like, come on, come on. I'm like, all right. I was, I don't, I was dumb young. I was probably like 23 or something. And I tried it. And four local, local came out, yeah. Probably, nah, not, that's still a little late. 23? I don't know. Yeah, I, I was that, probably like, before that, but I was, that. I was in my early 20s. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's I was. definitely early I might have been 19, 20. I don't, I don't fucking remember, but it was early. Like, I remember no one knew who to, because I remember asking my sister, my other friends, nobody heard of it yet. Yeah. And then it started, I remember they had the first incident, what happened with it, and they changed an ingredient. I remember that hit the news. That, yeah. that happened way after. That's how I know it. I, it was one of the first things. Yeah, Cause it, it wasn't was in early. All, it wasn't all we stars We was probably yet. like, if if I'm thinking about the same time. It was probably like 19, 20, 20 or something yeah. like that. So my homeboys, they're like four years older than me. So they, so I drink, I, I drank one with them. Again, my dumbass. I didn't know what the fuck was in it, but it tastes like soda, but it, it, it had like a weird tangy sweetness to it that fucking got you. Next, you know, these niggas, one of my one of my homeboys, he goes to the store, he orders a black and mild like he usually does. He is not a smoker. Mm-hmm. He ordered a black and mild like and got the matches and everything like, you know, this is what he does. He does not smoke nothing. OK, my other friend passed out and he slept on the concrete steps and didn't remember like he fell as I, I, I closed my door. Well, I remember getting up and I saw this nigga on my step like a fucking homeless person. And I'm like, yo, my nigga, are you good? And then I remember he they went home. I didn't hear from them until the following night. He didn't wake up to 730 at night. 
And good thing I only had one by the but they've had a few by the time they got to me. After that, I was like, nah, I'm not doing this shit. I experimented with it, and then I remember seeing it on the news, and I was like, oh, thank God, like I didn't take the shit to the head like these niggas was balling. I just remember, I it was like the craziest high almost for a few hours, and I don't remember what the fuck we did outside, but it was late at like late at night, and I just remember being outside, not remembering what the fuck we were doing. Like I felt like we went to the store, mad time. It it felt like a Harold and Kumar kind of like a ride. It was (laughs) fucking weird. It was it was odd. And then after that, um. I was experimenting with different type of drinks. I had, um, throughout my 20s, I had my experiences of, of very horrible drunk moments. Horrible, horrible, Ooh, horrible, I'm embarrassing drunk moments. So that's why you guys, moment. that's why you guys, I really limit my drinking. Anybody who really knows me and has been around those moments, no nuts, don't, I don't fuck with it. And now the only drinks that I came in is just Patron. I learned don't mix shit. Bitch, let me tell you about this bad experience. I, I do not fuck with Patron. So like, since we talk <laughs> about. Patron is like water. It's not bad. Junk. Let me tell you about this. My first drunk night. My friends, when they hear the story, they're going to be fucking crying because I was a freshman. Wait, no, no, no. This was like maybe sophomore, junior yeah. year. We go to this house party. We were we always used to hang out with the upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. So we go to this house party and, you know, we smoke a blunt or whatever and went in the house. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I was fucking thinking. But my friend Corey had this gallon of Patron, right? He drinking the Patron. I'm like, let me get some. I remember drinking the Patron and that was it. Oh when I tell God. you I woke up in my co- my college dorm room, not dorm room, my apartment at the time. My friends was like, bitch, you don't remember nothing? I was like, no. They was like, yo, <laughs> one minute you was good. You start walking. We like, we leaving. You start walking. Next thing you know. You just fall and you just start throwing up on the grass and you're you're laid out with the head on the floor. You are passed yeah. out. She's like, yo, I was like, yo, what? They was like, we never seen you got, get drunk yeah. before, but bitch, you was fucked up. Let me, t- I never, that was my Dang, first time ever being that's drunk. That's probably like, no, that's not even close to my experiences. It's very embarrassing. So, but my, I had never, I had never been listen, drunk. So when I heard that story, I was shocked. At let myself. me tell you, this is the, <laughs> this is the worst. I'm, I'm mad, embarrassed. I don't even know if I should tell this. So my 21st birthday, there was, there's a place called Cheap Shots, right by uh-huh. St. John's University. So on your birthday, you get a band, like a wristband, and they give you unlimited drinks the whole night of your birthday. So I went. And I went with my friends and my, and my boyfriend, you know, who, who's not my husband. I went with him and his friends and my friends. So we get there. He's buying me drinks and I'm getting free drinks. So I'm just like, fuck it. Like, this is what it's supposed to be. Now, mind you, I got there at 9 o'clock because it's only for the night of your birthday. So mm-hmm. I got there at 9 o'clock. I'm gonna, this is how crazy my night went. Because you would think this was hours of fucking life. It wasn't. I get there at 9 o'clock. I remember I was probably on my seventh drink. And I just started feeling like real hazy. Next thing you know, like I flashed in my mind to me in the bathroom throwing up. Then I just remember waking up the next day. I didn't know what What the fuck happened. (laughs) That'd be the worst. (laughs) So come to find out, (laughs) this is so fucking embarrassing. Come to find out, right? So I had gotten a car like maybe two years, a year before that. My car from head to toe, top to bottom, was completely covered in vomit. 
all in the backyard. My tires outside was covered in vomit. It was as if I got a paint job outside of vomit and inside. I had cloth seats in the car at the time. I had a Honda. My first car was like a Hyundai Accent or some shit. Vomit everywhere. I woke up. My contacts was like dried to my eyeballs. Yo, and I hate that feeling. It was dried to my eyeballs because nobody wanted to take my contacts out or they forgot that I had them in or whatever. My dress was off of me torn and washed and hung up. And I was like, why, why did y'all have to wash my dress? And my mom was like, you don't fucking remember. So mind you, I told you I went at nine. I got home at 12. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three fucking hours. What happened was I didn't think I was going to be so drunk. So my cousin, I had him as my designated driver. He's from Brooklyn. He had no fucking clue what. Like how he he has no sense of direction in Queens. Yeah. So I was supposed to be wide awake enough to let give them instructions to get back to my mom's house, which is not that far from Chief Shots, like probably twenty minutes. I was so fucking wasted. Um, David told me that my cousin drove over the bridge into fucking Manhattan. I'm vomiting like a fucking like it's like I'm like the Exorcist. I'm in the back vomiting, projectile vomiting. Oh. They pulled over. I'm projectile vomiting on the highway. All the way fucking back. They were freaking out. David wasn't good at instructions. And when I was 21 at the time, they did not have like Google Maps out. They had the Safari, uh, whatever the fuck maps for yeah. Apple. But that was trash. If you remember back then, like yeah, that was yeah, trash. Yeah. So um, they they didn't know how to fucking drive. So they spent an hour in the car and I'm fucking puking nonstop. I had hot wings before because my dumbass did not know you don't eat certain foods before you drink. And I was mixing sweet liquor with dark. It was just a mess. So then I get home. This is what was told to me because I don't remember this. So I get home. They carry me out the car. David told me I almost died because I kept trying to fall off of my mom's like uh, front steps to the house and she doesn't have a railing to it so he was like yo I had bruises from falling I woke up my hair was wrapped not wrapped it was knotted and had vomit all in my hair my sister I, I always used to get my period on my birthday so I had a tampon in but because I had vomit all over myself my sister was supposed to bathe like we weren't even fucking talking to each other at the time and they threw me in a bathtub and I was like wash my and I knew I said that because my mom recorded me and I was fucking done. And I was and she was like, I'm not taking your damn out. And I was like, I was like, I'm, and I was so drunk and I was like, just wash my vagina. And it was fucking it was horrible. Mind you, everyone's in. So then she sends David to get me a sandwich. My sister always be like, you know, give her a sandwich, give her a sandwich and, and like water and she'll be fine. So like I'm in the bathroom, hunched over, vomit my hair, vomit all over myself. They're trying to clean me up. I have my period and I'm trying to eat a fucking sandwich. It was a mess. And I was so embarrassed. This was on video. And just to see the aftermath of everything, like I couldn't even drive my car to drop my boyfriend home or, or my cousin home because I had vomit everywhere. So then I, as hungover as I was the next day, had to fucking clean my car by myself. Like all, it was so embarrassing. And, um, it's so funny because I'm thinking like, at least I had a lit night. I was out and my sister was like, bitch, you was home before 12. And I was like, shit. I was like, damn, I left like nine 30. Like, you would think it was the most longest night, apparently, but the shortest time. And that was one of the first times I was pissy drunk. And a lot of I had a lot of similar nights like that. And that's why I'm like, 
I don't. I don't. I remember I've been yeah. drunk in a Mexican Listen, bar before. I've, it I've gone. Like it really does happen I, because I, I've been do that shit in your twenties, guys. Yeah, I that's, know, that's what I'm telling that's y'all. The, that's the point do of that this, shit this, in your twenties. Just do do that get, shit in your twenties. Get that shit out your system. What What else? Okay, so another thing that I felt like we should do in our twenties that don't carry on to your thirties because then you're you're a waste man. Listen, if you want to be over here. Just fucking off on every anything. Get that out your system in your twenties. Because what yeah. happens is, if you don't change scenery and you in the same fucking state in the same fucking city, people just know each other. And now it's social media, so it's just so common for us yeah. to have mutual friends, even though we don't know them. But just because we see their mutual friends, we'll add them on social media and stuff. You don't. Want, I know too many people now who have a hard time dating because of the fuck shit they did. Because when you keep fucking and fucking and fucking and fucking over people left and right, left and right, yeah, left and right. people don't want to fuck with you no more. Nobody wants to fuck with you, you know, and bitches give Yelp reviews out. They they, they tell all your tea and they will hold on to it even if they fuck Not you six, seven niggas years. Not just bitches, niggas talk too. Nig- niggas niggas talk more, too. Niggas talk more than bitches. It's just yeah, that niggas, the on, this is the only reason why I feel like niggas business stay a little bit more solidified is because... I feel like sometimes men have more loyalty to their, I guess, click. I think I think it's this. We always are going to have a guy who chats too much. Yeah. But whoever they chatting to may not be a chatter. That's, so that's, that's why it stays. It stays. But girls, guys, when shit is too hot, they be like, bitch. The you just be the, too piping. The bitches be just it, running. It's different. But um, yeah, just don't do that because there's a lot of people I remember like, but I'm I'm not gonna say don't. I want you guys to, just I, slow the fuck down though. When you, when you get to your thirties, just try to figure out what you really want. In your twenties, I do believe like you should date, go on dates. If niggas want to take you on dates, bitch, take him up on his offer. If a nigga and, wanna... and strap it up because to be honest yeah. with you, you don't want to hit your thirties and you got eight kids like future. You need to strap that shit the fuck up because that gets complicated. Okay, that yeah. gets complicated because you really can't be just out be, here like just that. Just be just be mindful of your fun. But I'm going to say when I was single, like I enjoyed being single because it's like you you have the right to tell people what you want and how you want to deal with certain things. And most of the time, guys, you ain't got a lot to bitches. And most of the time, bitches, you ain't got a lot of men because most of the time, we know what they do. I would would say I would say definitely like enjoy yourself. Yes. Go explore different things. So by the time you're 30, you know what you want. And, and what you don't want mm-hmm. and you know what you're going to tolerate what you don't tolerate and then not only that because you've done shit yourself you have the level of maturity to say if somebody else comes to you and they got a fucking rap sheet too it's like okay like I understand like you got it out your system or do whatever the fuck you had to do yeah. to get to this point so you understand that I experience think after 30 makes, people stop yeah. caring about bodies though I feel like honestly people, I feel to be like honest stop- I think that it depends on maturity level because I feel like I've seen 30 year olds and I'm like my nigga you are immature yeah well mat- let me not say because all 30 year olds I'm saying like mature mature 30 year olds are not gonna ask you that cause you know what they don't give a fuck cause my timeline is filled with nothing but 30 something year olds and these niggas be out here pressed 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 they still complain about bitches all day they be pressed and i'm just like yo why why is it such a big deal like okay she went through her whole phase she did what she had to do because not for nothing i every hoe from my high school is out here married with kids and well they moved to different parts of the world or whatever the fuck oh they got with somebody I who feel would like never being know a hoe is like a uh being a hoe is a 
state of mind. Like I feel like, <laughs> and when I say that, I don't mean I'm, I don't mean the Drea. Like my wholeness gets dropped. I mean when you're a hoe, there is just a certain level of like hoeism that makes you a real hoe. Like, like what? Like I feel like okay. You could have sex with somebody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the way in which, like, how you are careful. Are you care caring about what you're doing? Like, are yeah. you just fucking anything? If that you're walks? fucking things with no standards, and yeah. you have no standards. Yeah, and- like you know, if you're selective, if you're ever, like a, a selective hoe, like you're not really a hoe because you're selecting who you really want to yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. You're not just fucking everybody because they want to fuck you. Yeah, because I feel like if you caught a vibe with somebody. And you have some type of sexual attraction, y'all vibing, and you go with the vibe, I get it. But, bitch, if you just see somebody and like, oh, I like his sneakers, he cool, and y'all, and you already down to do this, and this is what you do consistently, like, it's, that's it's a little, no you want some, like, I no can't take you nowhere. I can't take you nowhere. Yeah. You know what but I mean? you know what? Hoes be fun. I Hoes will say fun. I, you know what? I will say some of the greatest encounters I've had has been with hoes. However, it is very complicated because sometimes it's just like you don't want to be in the mix. No, you, if you have a good hoe friend, your hoe friend no, is not gonna involve you. You in ever the go out with a hoe friend? I got, I got, so I know some hoes, man, <laughs> and they've never. Involve me nah, in their wholeness. Nah. Listen, you want to be a hoe? Bitch, I will be a wingman up to a certain point and they know where to let nah. me go. Like, Listen, <laughs> sometimes, like, you go out with, a, with one of your hoe friends, right? I have to paraphrase this so lightly. You ha- you go out with your hoe friends. It's supposed to be a chill fucking girls night. Mm-hmm. Next, you know, whatever text or whatever comes across their mind, they change their whole fucking thing. Next, you know, you find yourself in some whole other oh yeah spot. And next, you know, it's like, bitch, Listen. I did not sign up for this tonight. Why? You- and then it's like, oh, you don't want to be the corny friend and you're, and, and you're trying to make sure whatever the fuck she want to accomplish, you're trying to be a down friend. It gets complicated sometimes. So sometimes it makes you it tough. Have, the thing is that you have to have the right type of whole friend. Yeah. And that's a whole friend that respects your boundaries. And that whole friend will bring you along for the ride and make sure you get home and then do her whole shit. You mm. understand? Like there are some hoes that have no cooth. They will fucking go to the club, beg a nigga to be in his section, be in his face and he said he want to go home that bitch is leaving you I, and I, that's a yeah. different type and of whole friend I, I don't like that type of friend because that's I feel like not if a we real... show up together we leave together that's a different yeah. type of whole friend yeah you understand yeah you you see there's another type of whole friend the whole friend that gets you a ride home and go do her business bitch we could go out anytime <laughs> if you get my drinks paid for bitch you get my drinks paid for we have a grand ass time and you get Wait. me home and you do your whole shit okay. after I don't give a Side, fuck sidebar guys um, since you you mentioned get your drinks paid for, I had this conversation with some guys at my job, right? Um, and one is married and one has a wifey, like you know, has a serious relationship. So the guy that's married was fine with men buying his wife drinks when she goes out with her girls. The guy who has a girlfriend, he was like, "Fuck no, like I could buy you a drink if you need money. Like let me know, I'll cash up you. Like no niggas should be buying your drink." So. It was a a crazy debate because you would think that the guy with the girlfriend, his perspective, that would have been the perspective of the guy with the husband. So my perspective was that I, I, at first, when I would go out, I was hesitant to accept drinks from guys because, one, I just felt like guys would try to roofie my shit. I was scared of that. 
And then two, um, I just don't like clingy ass niggas. Like you gave me a drink and then I got to fucking talk to you and I don't want, I could buy my own shit. But I don't like when guys would just bring shit over. But hanging out with my sisters, my sisters would always, they would always, we would always just end up getting bottles. They know promoters or whatever. We would do that. I remember one time I told my husband about it and he was like, why, why are you taking drinks from niggas? And I'm like. It's I didn't drink, know it was. Like, he was like, no, because that's insinuating that you have some interest or you're willing to entertain him. No. So we got into this whole debate at work because I was explaining to them, like, this is my experience with that. So now that you said that, do, are, are you allowed to accept drinks in a club? Um, is it okay? I don't think. My when boy- is it okay? Um, I mean, I don't think my boyfriend's okay with it. Have I accepted a drink from somebody? And, and I told him, yeah. Um, I remember I went to Miami and this guy, we went to, and it was a fight weekend and everything. We went to Miami for my birthday and me and my cousin's in this bar and this guy, I walk in there, this guy is like, can I buy you a drink? I'm like, I have a boyfriend, like, you know, I don't, I, I'm not going to give you my number or nothing like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and buy me a drink. He bought me the drink and... I just walked away from him because uh-huh. a drink doesn't mean you get my time. A drink means you bought me a drink. Thank you for the kindness and keep it fucking pushing. Yeah. So I try my best not to accept drinks because it always comes with the um, the negative connotation of me wanting to date. Yeah. But a lot of times if I get a drink, like I will tell my boyfriend, but have I always told him that somebody yeah. bought me a drink? Um... So this is the thing. If no. I'm in a spot that I feel like is local or local niggas is in there, I, the reason why I tell him is because I don't I don't want to hear it from nobody else. Like, yo, that, Nas was that is a, on that somebody is a, else. That's an instant now, in which I would tell him. I'm but not going to lie. If I've traveled abroad and niggas buy drinks, and that's because, like, I might be, like I said, my family or whatever the case is, and, or there's other attractive girls who get niggas who just buy bottles for bitches and that happens and I'm if I want to fucking yeah. drink I'll have it but the whole conversation at work just threw me for a loop so I just wanted to add that in because I was just like that's crazy that but you it's, that. listen it's, if I'm with my friends like fuck that if I'm with my friends and yeah. my friends and the nigga buy my friends drink that's that's the number one rule friends y'all better fucking hold it down because if you get a drink you better get your fucking friends a drink too like you can't yeah. just be out here just getting a drink coming back and you got a drink in your friends like Yo, bitch, where you got a drink from? Listen, nah, you buy me a drink, you gotta buy all my friends a drink. Have and you if ever, I with ten bitches, you gotta buy ten drinks, so don't buy no ha- drinks. Have bitch. you ever caught somebody try to roofie your shit? No, but I actually had a bad experience with that. Um, it was my nineteenth birthday. Oh, this is the first time I really talk about this. So y'all, bear with me. It was my nineteenth birthday. Uh-huh. We went to a club. Um, me and a friend. We went to a club, and um, she was the only person that wanted to go out with me that day. Yeah. Nobody wanted to go to the club with me. And I kind of felt like it was a force, but I still went. I was yeah. 19 and I took my sister's 21 year old. My sister was 23 at the time, I think. And um, I had had her ID for years. Yeah. And um, I went to this party for my 19th birthday and I get in. I see my friend sister at the door. She gives us VIP bands, 21 and older bands. We get in there. We get one drink. A Long Island iced tea, one. Mm-hmm. My friend, um, my this is where we fucked up. This is the first time we ever split up from each other. We split up. I don't know why we did though. I said I'm gonna go take a picture or whatever, and I went and took a picture, and I put my drink down right by where the printer was for the picture. Like mm. I put my drink down. Then after putting my drink down, 
I remember taking the picture, going upstairs with my friend, um, and up finding my friend upstairs. Cause she, I think she told me that we were going, she was going upstairs yeah. or something like that. And I found my friend. I remember dancing with one guy that I remember waking up in hospital. What? Hold on. So, um, when I wake up in the hospital, that feeling with your dry contact, I open my eyes. Like nobody sees me open my eyes. I open my eyes and I hear the doctor say, yeah, she got roofied. And I was like, what? And then I went back to sleep and I woke up again. I said, can you, can you give me something to take my contacts out? Can you tell me, give me something to take my contacts out? And I realized I have on this gown, like I'm like completely like, I just have on this gown. Yeah. Um, the dress I had on for my birthday was like a my mom had made this dress for me. Yeah. So it was it was it was it was just a white frill dress. Like it yeah. was it was not much of a dress. Yeah. And um I remember yeah, so when I wake up, I'm like, they they tell me everything that happened. Um, and I don't have my phone, I don't have my shoes, I don't have anything. Where was your friend? My I'm gonna get into that. So um, so then I remember I called the guy that I was dating at the time and he was a really good guy. Like, I'll, I'll never forget that he took care of me so well that day. He came and picked me up from the hospital because I didn't want to call my mom because I was so embarrassed. Um, he picked me up from the hospital. Everything took me to get my stuff from the place. Let me take a bath, got me clothes, everything. Um, wow. and I went back to Queens and then, um, when I went back to Queens, I, I was so scared to tell my mom and I told her, she was like, don't you ever fucking lie to me again. Don't ever lie to me again. I will always come and get you. And I never kept anything from her from that day. Yeah. But I picked up my phone and I called my friend. I was like, yo, where you, what happened? And she was like, girl, I don't know. I was so scared. I didn't know where you were. And then she was like, um, I don't remember anything after that drink. I guess she downed her drink. So, you know, a Long Island iced tea, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. got like so, five liquors in it. Yeah. Yeah. So she downed her drink. So she was, and we were young. So that immediately, like, she yeah. was drunk. Um, and she said, All I remember is I kept grabbing onto this lady and I kept telling her, like, Don't leave me. Don't leave me. She said, I just kept throwing up and I kept saying, Don't leave me. Don't leave me. So um, the girl ended up taking my friend home because they couldn't find me. Oh, wow. So, um, how did you get to the hospital? I'm going to get into that. So I get to my phone. I finally get to my phone. Um, I see like 20 to 30 message, like calls yeah. from this one phone, this one phone. So I'm like, all right, let me call it. Let me listen to the voicemail. And she was like, hi, um, this is the lady that got you in the ambulance yesterday. Um, call me when you get a chance. I'm so worried. Call me when you get a chance. So I call her. She's like, so what happened was I saw you in the corner of the club, like just pass out. And I told the bouncer and I asked him, can he get you in an ambulance? She said, he said, but what the bouncer did, he didn't get you an ambulance. All he did was pick you up and take you outside of the club because you were passed out and just dropped you on the floor. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they don't want bad pub publicity for that. Right. She said, so when we came out the club, we seen these guys. He was, They were trying to get you in their car. And they were like, oh, yeah, she lived down a block from me. I know her. She lived down a block from me. And then she said, it, like, this is why I always thank God. She was like, I don't know. She said, do you know them? Do you know them? She said, she kept telling me that. Do you know them? And then and he was like, yeah, she lived on the block with me. She said, out of nowhere, like in my passed out drunkest day, I just got opened my eyes and I said, I'm from Queens. So they took me from her. 
I mean, she took me from them. And then she said they were trying to like walk, 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 walk with me so I could like get in their car and they would take me home. But they said like my legs just gave out and they just put me in the ambulance and then that's how I got in the ambulance. Oh, wow. Or whatever. And I was just like, damn like imagine i'm so sorry danny that shit it's okay like i'm i'm over it that happened when i was like 19 um yeah guys be careful because yeah no, like no i don't there. really tell people about that situation because it's kind of embarrassing because not, you know you know like don't put your drink down but i didn't think like you know it's, it's right by where i'm taking pictures i like, wouldn't I could say keep it's embarrassing eye. what's embarrassing is the men that do it that's embarrassing for them because that is the way that they feel that they can actually get to a woman you yeah. know what i mean that's embarrassing for me i i, I don't want i i wouldn't want you to be embarrassed for a situation like that and not for nothing thank god you're safe you're fine and that's a learning that's experience. a that's, that's an experience you can definitely learn from and take from you could pass it on to your friends and you know your children when you get older so you can have that i've never been roofied but i know that someone tried before and i know that because i was in astoria was it Astoria or Steinway? I was like in Steinway. Yeah, Steinway. I was off in some club in Steinway, which now they transitioned to go. I think it was called like Static Lounge, whatever the fuck it was called. And this, I remember this Hispanic guy mm-hmm. was pushy about getting me a drink. I need to get you a drink. Like, I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want nothing from you. He kept pushy, pushy, pushy about it. Pushy, pushy. And I was like, fine. I was not going to drink it, but he would not leave me the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. Like it was such a small space that no matter that where kind of I went, it's creepy. And I remember one of the girls that I was with, she was already pissy drunk, vomiting downstairs in the um, bathroom. And when I was with this other girl and I just remember that he kept being pushy about it. He brings over the juice. I mean, I said the juice to drink. It's, overflowing now anyone who's ever been to a bar they have they will never give you a over overflowing drink for it to spill on you or something when i tell you he was like eager to give it to me and watch me drink it type of thing it was overflowing with like it was pouring over the cup all over his hands it was a fucking mess so you could tell that something was put into it because i've gotten drinks from that place before and they never make their drinks like that like it was disgusting and I remember I was just like, isn't it a pill though? Like, is it? It the thing is, so they put a pill or um, there's a liquidified uh uh drop that they can put in your drink, like a few drops they put in your drink. But um, he had poured something in the drink because he went to the bar and I remember him turning around and like having the drink for a little while and then trying to bring it to me because I was watching him and I was like, oh no, fuck no, like you're trying to fucking get me. It was weird. He had like a big ass coat on in the club like it was as if like he was not gonna stay long like the way he was dressed it was just fucking weird and i just put the drink down and i, I remember telling um talking about it when i got home and i was just like nah i'm i'm i, I, I didn't want to even bother and so i've always been hesitant that's why i don't i would have to i don't like anyone buying me a drink if you're buying me a drink it would I, usually be a bottle and I can pour it myself. If you buy me a drink, I'm like right that. there at the bar with you. So I, I don't I even. I will just simply grab my cup from the yeah. bartender. Like, so that's something I say, guys. Like, you're probably, hopefully you wouldn't experience this in your 20s. But when men buy you drinks or just drinking a lot in the club or just going out, just be mindful uh, and be aware of your surroundings no matter what. Yeah. Because um, kidnapping human trafficking prostitution rings all yeah, those we, things are not, real big like, and so it can all start from just yeah. exchanging a drink and someone roofing it um so another thing um i want to say that you should do in your 20s and just don't do 
I wouldn't encourage you fucking up your money in your twenties. I really wouldn't. That's exactly what I was the next thing I was going to say. I wouldn't say, encourage your. Fucking I wouldn't money. encourage you fucking up your money. Let me explain something to you. Four hundred one ks, um, stocks, get money. Credit is the most important thing that you are going to need in life. Most even though it is only three digit number. The, the the sequence of those numbers matter it, yeah. de- it it will allow you to rent uh, a car get an apartment it will allow you to buy a car buy a home it will also determine what kind of jobs you get because depending on what field you're in they will run your fucking credit you can't even um, can't even pledge with bad credit so yeah so <laughs> so um, i would say that in your 20s i mean you can, I, I understand blowing a bag, but I will say blow it responsibly where if you're blowing something, don't have it impact things that like your credit, a lot, any, most things on your credit don't fall off until seven years. So you yeah. got to calculate that shit. You fuck it up at 21. It won't fall off to you 28. 20. So when you're 26 and you're in a different mode and in a different space, understand that. And I would definitely say going into your thirties when you're ready to make bigger purchases, do bigger things. There's a lot of people who are trying to get in real estate um, investment right now, having that credit, it is important. And because right now, credit repair is such a huge thing going on right now. And I'm not going to lie. I've worked on my credit and I've studied credit for a long time. It's always a struggle because you're going to go through points and times where you need certain things. You don't want to be 30 and you got some fucking fucked up credit and 30 40 collections and all this other shit just making bad decisions bad decisions you you okay you make a bad decision like please try to resolve it as soon as possible don't Don't finance no expensive car because you're trying to impress no bitch no friend i was just gonna don't do that don't Don't fucking do that don't get a credit card run it up trying to buy a fifteen hundred dollar bag to impress no bitch and that bag is you can't even get that your value back for it and it's not even going to be in style the following year don't do that well never forget my credit card i had two and i ran them shits up and guess what i got right after that unemployed (laughs) so oh man that shit fucked up my credit i was able to you know redeem my credit after that yeah yeah, but you don't want to be making bad decisions like that because they eventually come back to you to bite your your money and i want you i heard this fun fact that an 850 or 800 things like an 850 or 800 one one of Mm -hmm. those two is equivalent to a hundred thousand dollars so Mm -hmm. if you have good credit you can do almost anything you need to I only to know be. some uh, one person in the 800 club and he shouts out to him he's a uh, uh <laughs> he's Chinese and Ecuadorian and uh and I tell you baby <laughs> I was like what and I'm not going to I remember he, he copped a house and a car and all this paid out cash and I, he managed his credit really well and that's one thing I will say in the Asian culture that they're really big on um that we do need to get better at in the black culture and the Hispanic cultures um because when I say the Latino community um we need to get better at managing finances um yeah. I want to I want to go into what's one more thing because um there's so much shit that we can talk about what One we- thing I really wanted to say too mm-hmm. is in your 30s, I mean, in your 20s, like, really find and solidify your circle. Like, your friend circle, your, like, the people that you're around. See who's really there for you. Because You're going to lose a lot of friends in your 20s. You're going to lose a lot of friends in your 20s. And the thing is that you need to make sure that whatever you have around you mm-hmm. is 
good blessings and good vibes in your 30s because in your 30s life doesn't get easier it gets just as hard more things start getting thrown at you kids marriage and you don't want to have to deal with kids marriage terrible friends and get comfortable having a smaller circle i would definitely say that because um yeah you cannot have a million as you get older you're not gonna have the time to sit five hours on the phone with your friend every fucking night yeah you got real life shit to do um you're not gonna have time to see them every other fucking day go out for drinks things that were fun when you had less responsibilities you're not gonna have that same time um with your friends as you get older so you're gonna trust me you'll find out who the fuck your friends are definitely in your 20s and not for nothing in your 30s you'll definitely make new friends but different type of friends yeah so don't be af- afraid of those new friendships that you'll enter yes. in your 30s because just, it'll be a whole you'll make friends with 40 year olds in, in your yeah, fucking 30s. 30s and if you work in a place where people tend to be older you'll have older friends yeah, the thing yes that and that that just goes to say like um learn you know what you really want to accept in your life and as a friend because um you don't want to be building friendships with people just because you feel like oh this has been my friend for 30 years your friend is has your friend evolved in the last 30 years like and that's the thing like I, i mentioned in 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 when we first started the episode that at the end of the last year um it was good to catch up with like one of my older friends um we caught up on christmas and just to really hash out the shit that we 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 didn't even know well i knew that was there and i just didn't want to approach her about it but to hash it out and one thing she said nas you know people change people grow and i'm like yeah but you it's different i 100% agree um but i would say that if you feel like you're going to through a, a time of change um and it's impacting your friendship or or just if you're going through a time of change period i would say definitely express that to others so people are aware of or where you are because um there's things that can happen that um you're you would because you know someone so well you're like nah this is this is them and this is this and this and that and a year later um you may not want to bang with them the same way but they're in a different space right you may not be privy to see that because you didn't wrote them off by that point. But it's I, I what I found in um the last four months, the last four months of the year, mm-hmm. I've actually reconnected with two of my oldest best friends that I've had. And um it was good to have those conversations and just to regroup and call us uh, each other out on our shit and be like, yo, we're grown now. Like, you know, this happened, this happened now, that was fucked up. And, you know, when you're young and you're in twenties, shit really does happen. And so, I, I mean, I've uh, regained new friendships with uh, my oldest friends, mm-hmm. um, which will be hopefully different going into my 30s. But, yeah, I definitely will tell you that um, have those conversations. People grow through things. And sometimes when you grow, you just can't even reconnect with that person because that person is not even on your level. So Yeah, like, but even, even in that instance, um, it could be, you know, 
um, sometimes you don't necessarily have to cut off all friends. You just need to yeah. know how to section them off into your life. Like, yeah. um, you have some friends that you know that you can hang out with and not have a problem. And then you have some friends that you know, like, yeah, I can't tell her my business. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like I need to work on because yeah. I'm a person that will just cut you off. Like I'm not even, and not even cut you off. I'll just put you in that space. Once I see that you're a certain type of person, yeah. like, it's hard for me to unsee that mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, we supposed to be friends. Like, is this what your definition of friendship is? Like, is, is this how you view me? Is this how we're going to develop, develop a friendship? Yeah. Like, and I can't, and I'm a, I don't know. Like, once I, I get what you mean. Yeah. So, um, just, just realize and just develop throughout your 20s and shed some of those bad not even friendships or anything like that but just those bad behaviors because when you hit 30 like it's a whole different thing like there's more i haven't hit 30 yet but once my friends and my cousins and certain people have told me oh i'm 30 or whatever i started seeing the dynamic of their whole entire life change so guys um I know we had a bunch of things that we wanted to get into. I just noticed how big this topic is. So we're going to do a part two. So next week's episode, we're definitely going to get into um, the people we feel like needs to hang their shit up. And we're also going to talk about. So we talked about the things that you should do during your 20s and not bring into your 30s. Um, We definitely probably want to cover what we what I would think actually no I feel like we covered what we what you should and should not do in your 20s and moving into your 30s yeah Did we miss for, the, for, um, the, for the most part do I have anything else on my list see if you have something on your list because I definitely feel like um the second part where we want to talk about some of these yeah. these do you have um I, I said more so like date save travel definitely yes. travel when you're yes. young um, when you don't have travel any through life period yes travel through life but when you don't have kids you have so much more freedom trust you, me <laughs> so you can I do know. whatever you want <laughs> um oh one thing i did forget to write say is network 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 yes. network network because i'm telling and you people you know don't people be you know. snobby to people you never know where or who the fuck they're gonna be i let yep. you know that right now i run into people and don't don't disrespect the intern. That intern can have a startup company and be the fucking boss of one of the biggest. But it doesn't tech even startups. have to be an intern. Like, why would you treat somebody negatively just because you, they're in a lower position? Trust I me. hate that kind of shit. You, like, the listen, the millennials. Than- we're millennials, and because we're smarter, faster than the generation before us, um, there are millennials who take that on literally onto themselves and are fucking snobby about it and just be like, oh, I'm bad. Like, trust me, I, I, I've worked in finance for years and that is literally the behavior to some. Um, I've always treated the janitor, the person who opens the door for me, who checks my badge. I've treated that person with great respect. Up in the, with the same respect, I would treat a CEO of a company. I just feel like you always pay your respects to everybody yeah. because people are people. people are people and the job is what they do nine to five and not who they are, you know, from five to eight, you know, the next day. So just yeah. be kind to people no matter That's what. A, that was the, that was my first. Ha, that's funny. This is the first episode of season two and the first episode of season one. That is what I said. Yeah. That was my nobby. Yeah. Being kind. Because it yes. takes nothing yes. to be kind. Yes. So look at how that came full circle. So, um, yeah. So we're going to wrap up this episode. And next week, we're definitely going to be talking more about um, 
niggas who need to hang it up and bitches who need to hang it up who are in their 30s and 40s because there's a lot of shit that's been going on and I feel like it's not it's not cute no more it's not cute so we're gonna get into that next week's episode um Danny what's your IG um Danny Bonaducci and you can follow me on IG at always underscore Nas or uh, you can follow our IG at the, uh, the loud ones podcast um Twitter is loud ones podcast if you have anything that you would like to send to us business inquiries our email is the loud ones podcast at gmail.com or help at the loud ones podcast.com you can visit our website at uh the loud ones podcast.com you can also send inquiries check out content there um and yeah guys and and follow us on youtube shout out to our youtube uh viewership because it's been yes. going up and we really 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 appreciate everyone who tunes into our youtube and checks us out and leaves comments and, and likes thumbs us up and subscribe please guys um but yeah guys we'll catch you on next week's episode bye bye y'all